Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC as we continue to introduce you to the latest crop of Hornets draftees. Today, it is first-round selection, Kai Jones. You'll hear from Kai momentarily, the player out of Texas, taken with the number 19 overall pick. Very promising young big man. Before we get to him, introduce my partner in crime for this podcast, producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. And Rob, we're uh, kind of playing catch up a little bit with the news cycle here. One of the disadvantages of not recording podcasts at one in the morning after games is that sometimes news breaks after we have wrapped up for the day. But yesterday, after we finished recording James Booknight's podcast, the Summer League roster came out. Nothing necessarily earth-shattering. I'd say that the biggest piece of news based off reaction was the confirmation that Leangelo Ball was on the Summer League roster. Otherwise, it's a lot of names that we've seen before, either guys that were on the training camp roster a season ago, former second-round picks like Arnoldus Kulboka coming back from playing in Europe, and then guys who were either two-way players or late second round draft picks or both from last season as well. So generally speaking, not a lot of shock here on the summer league roster. What is your takeaway from seeing the list? Yeah, not a whole lot to be surprised by. It's just more of some excitement. Like we finally get to see some live basketball here in a couple of days, just next week on Sunday, that is. So excited to see that. Excited to see some guys get some added seasoning. Vernon Carey, Nate Darling, guys that we saw bounce between the G League bubble last year and of course the Hornets this past season. But I'm excited to see that get a little bit more run against some competition, getting some mix in with those rookie guys like James Booknight, seeing what Kai Jones can do as well, spreading the floor, stuff like that. I'm really excited to see Booknight and Jones together and see what those two guys can do. And I'm interested to see what Ardonis Kabolka could do because this will be the third time that he has been in Summer League. In the past two times, he played really well. So I'm interested to see if he's finally ready to make that jump to the association, if he's ready to come over from Europe and see what happens there. Maybe if he has a good summer in Vegas, maybe we'll see him this fall. It's hard to tell, but I'm excited just to see what these guys can do with a regular offseason finally. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see him and I think there's, you know, Summer League is an opportunity. An opportunity to see obviously the draft picks that we're very excited to see, Book Knight and Jones. I would be almost surprised if they didn't start. We've heard from the coaching staff that, you know, nothing is going to be given, everything's going to be earned, but all that being said, there's a certain expectation we'll see the first round picks from this most recent draft featured prominently. I think there's a high likelihood we'll see a lot more of last year's draft picks as well, looking at Vernon Carey and Nick Richards. One, because they're very talented guys who have already had some investment in them, but also because they did not have a normal offseason last year. So with the added focus on them, there's a chance to see a lot of growth. The one position where if there's a hole in terms of draft capital being used on it for this summer league roster, it's probably small forward. And so that's an opportunity for if it's a Leangelo Ball or if it's a Kulboka playing that position with a Kai Jones and a Vernon Carey, which is an enormous summer league roster. My goodness, that would be a tall group. But, you know, there's going to be some opportunities for guys to get out there and get minutes. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to call some games again and be out there in Las Vegas watching the Hornets in this NBA Summer League 2021. Now, 
to the player we are dedicating this podcast to, first-round pick Kai Jones. Had a little bit more time to look at the tape. This is really a raw talent. I think if you took a look at some of the draft workout footage, either through his agency or just you know seeing some stuff that he had done, he clearly jumps off the page. But when you look at the statistics from Texas, he did not have a ton of opportunity to really shine. He was a sixth man. He was coming off the bench. And, you know, this is going to be an opportunity to really see with a lot of focus on him in terms of the coaching staff working with him and trying to get the best out of him, just how quickly he can accelerate that growth. I think there's a potential it could happen very fast, but, you know, time will tell. But this is a very exciting prospect. You kind of hit the nail on the head, too, where he's coming off the bench in Texas, which is probably a good thing at the end of the day because, you know, he's not going to come into the association and jump right into that starting role either. So if he does get some run this upcoming season, it's going to be coming off the bench. It's going to be not quite six-man role. It could be, maybe, you never know, but he's used to that position already. He's used to coming into the game midway through the first quarter or what have you and trying to make that impact. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be that tough of a transition for him. And again, he is very raw. He is very young and you just don't know what some of these young guys, I mean, Mitch Kupchak has said multiple times, you know, when big men are introduced to the game at an older age, they tend to mature a little bit longer. And, you know, in that sense, Kai Jones is very similar in that aspect to Nick Richards. I mean, both island guys, you know, Nick Richards was from Jamaica. Kai Jones is from the Bahamas, went back to the Bahamas to play some more basketball. Both went to really good programs. You know, Nick Richards went to Kentucky. Kai Jones went to Texas. So, you know, the similarities are there and they both started playing basketball extremely late. And that's why I think this summer league is going to be that much more important for these guys to see what that development process is moving forward. Most attractive thing to me that's kind of an intangible element to Kai Jones is the hustle, the desire that we see on the floor. He's a guy who's going to be running basket to basket, seems to have boundless energy, just a really exciting player on that front and uh, someone that I think LaMelo Ball, in terms of lob passes, is going to enjoy very, very much. Well, we want to let you get introduced to Kai Jones, great young prospect of the Hornets, 19th overall pick. He makes his Hornets Hivecast debut next here on the HHC. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast. Now it's time to introduce first round pick of the Hornets, Kai Jones. And Kai, Mitch Kupchak, general manager for the team, talked about the excitement, your oozing excitement to be in the NBA and be here in the Queen City. How does it feel to be a Hornet? Man, it feels amazing. I'm extremely blessed to be in this position, and this was a team I really wanted to go to. And I love the organization. I love my work out here. I love the feel when I came, so I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely happy. Your highlights really stand out. We're going to talk about them in a second, but first, I got to say, your suit game the last 48 hours has really been on point. <laughs> the pink suit draft night with the flamingo inlay, and you come out today with the blue. I mean, looking sharp to say the least, but I mean, this had to be something that you had two options or something and you want, you had to use them both. Tell me about the suits. So the um, draft night suit was planned. I had that suit in my head for about two years. I always said I was going to do a pink suit. Originally, I was going to go with a white turtleneck, but then I saw that soft. I think it was like a silk option. So when I saw that and I wanted to go with a cream color, so I felt like it would look good just sitting underneath the blazer. And then this so it was just something more classic for my interview. So after, because I knew I'd have media after I got drafted, so I had them organized for each 
event. You've won best dressed by a mile. So <laughs> very impressive. But in terms of your highlights, those are also really impressive. Let's go back to early in your career. You were a track athlete yes, coming up. Long jumper, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So if we were talking to you about your athletic future, say, in 2015, would we be talking about you competing in the Olympic Games right now or being an NBA first-round pick? Uh, being in the Olympics was for sure a dream and goal of mine. But I played basketball on the side. I just didn't get the opportunity to play any organized real ball until I was about 15, 16. I started playing JV in 10th grade, made the JV team. And then in 11th grade, I moved back down to the Bahamas. Played on the national team there, started training with the national team, and then I played in basketball without borders in that camp. So that was like my first, you know, getting a feel for organized ball, being on the team, having practices. But I always trained, I did a lot of individual training, and I'll play pickup. I just never really got on an organized team until then. So I was like a little free agent, <laughs> if you'd say. Well, those elite physical gifts, they're very obvious on your highlight tape. Now, statistically, you were playing on a very talented front court at Texas, mm -hmm. didn't always have all those reps. Now coming here to the Hornets, who have a very well-established player development team and a program, how excited are you about really tapping into that potential in an environment where, you know, at Texas, they want to develop you, obviously, but the goal is to win games. That always comes first and foremost here. A lot more focus is going to be on getting the best out of Kai Jones. Yeah, man, it's huge because when you notice that an organization believes in you like that and they're going to try to bring the best out of you, it makes you even more excited because you know that, you know, it's not just your goal, it's everybody's goal to make you the best version of yourself. So they're putting you first and you have yourself first in your mind and you're working to help win games. So it's a great feeling. You're all striving towards the same thing. I mentioned the highlights we've seen. Your dunk reel is amazing. I got asked, though, did you see the Miles Bridges dunk on Clint Capella last oh, year? It was OD. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he can. The way he dunks on people, like he did a dunk in the Bahamas in 2015. That was crazy. Like I remember that seeing that growing up as a kid. But like, nah, he he punched on that man. He can really get up. So we are excited to see you all play together. But I'm excited to see the first Kai Jones Miles Bridges dunk contest. When can we see that? <laughs> Who is the favorite right now? What do you think? Man, I can do every dunk. So I mean, I'm sure he can do every dunk too. So we'll probably just be going back and forth. It's just it would just be about creativity. Probably end up jumping over some people but nah I, I don't know I couldn't tell you but if I had to prepare for it I know I can I can do anything so any type of dunk <laughs> that is going to be box office for sure seeing you two play like that before we let you go we saw you see your jersey for the first time here in Charlotte earlier today what did it feel like to see your name on an NBA jersey something that as you, as you talked about five six years ago that might not even have been a thought in your mind to yeah. see it come true today for sure, it was always a dream of mine, you know, playing in the NBA and a goal. I'm a very optimistic person, naturally, so I thought it would happen. But just seeing things manifest and coming to fruition, like, in real time is just so crazy. Being at the draft and then the next 12 hours you're here in Charlotte and I got my jersey. And Michael Jordan is the owner of the team. Like, in my opinion, the greatest player ever. You know what I mean? One of the greatest players ever, however you want to cut it, slice it. But it's a complete honor, man, just to be in this league. This is the best basketball in the world, so... And you mentioned the greatest of all time is the owner, Michael Jordan. You play for his team. You wear his number. Mm -hmm. You take number 23. Did you yes, pick it? Did they give it to you? Tell me about that. So I wanted to pick number 22 because that's what I wore at Texas. But a player here already had that number. And then I asked for 13, and 13 was retired. So 
So I said, man, this must be a sign just to go at 23 um, because I saw nobody had it. And I was like, man, it would be an honor to wear that number. And I tried to take his mindset into the way that I approach the game with my fight and my passion, how serious I take the game and the energy that I bring when I play. And just watching the Last Dance documentary, I picked up a lot of his mental notes and just gems that he dropped in that documentary. And that influenced me throughout a lot of my development over from my freshman to sophomore year. So I would watch that documentary while I was training for my sophomore year to get ready for the NBA. So I think that it's beautiful that I'm able to wear that number because it did, his game and how he played did have a major impact on my development. He wasn't always my favorite player, but when I really watched the documentary and I got to see who he really was like as a competitor, it made me just find more love in his game and his mindset. So I'm glad that I'm able to wear this number. It's an honor. And you are on his team now. Kai Jones, congratulations on being a first-round pick, and welcome to Charlotte. Yes, sir. Thank you. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber and Rob Longo back with you here on the HHC. Rob, we just got to hear from Kai Jones. Great to talk to him. His energy, his enthusiasm, his Aura is infectious. This is a guy who's extremely excited, clearly, to be here in Charlotte. What are your top-line takeaways from that conversation? Just that energy that he brings. He's just so excited. He's one of those guys we heard from James Booknight yesterday in his post-practice availability about how you know he was so excited when he got to the arena for practice that he threw his jersey on immediately. Kai Jones is almost the exact same way. He is just so excited to be here. He said he was this was a team that he really wanted to come to in the draft. The Hornets were able to move up back into the first round to take him. He's just super excited. And I forgot to mention this in the last segment, but one of the things that I really like about Kai Jones's game is that boundless energy that he has because he's able to run so quickly in transition and get up the floor so fast. When he was at Texas, it didn't happen very often, but when it did, I think he had like a 75% conversion rate in transition. I mean, he was just able to put the ball in the hoop, make those rim runs, stretch the floor so much faster. And for a big guy, he has really good feet. And I guess that's maybe a byproduct of being a long jumper for most of your youth is being able to have just really good footwork and being able to plant and jump off of those feet whenever you're set too. So yeah, the main takeaway for me though, is that energy and just how it transitions and hopefully transitions into his game. Got a really good skill set. We've talked about a couple of times that track background. He's got exceptional athleticism. He can stretch the floor a little bit. He had multiple games at Texas where he made multiple threes in a game. So it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a one-off. He can legit shoot that shot a little bit and was trusted to do so for the Longhorns. The area I am most interested in seeing how quickly the development can come is just usage. He wasn't used a lot at Texas. He was not a focal point of the offense. Case in point, two seasons with the Longhorns. Guess how many times he took 10 or more shots in a game? I'm going to say once. Twice in two years. Twice in two years. If you're looking at eight shots or more, it happened five times in two seasons. Compare that with the starting center for the Hornets last year. I'm not saying Kai Jones is necessarily going to be the starting center, but just he was a prominent piece. First man off the bench for the Longhorns. This is a prominent piece from the Hornets roster last year. Cody Zeller, who is not a focal point of the offense in terms of we've got to get Cody 20 shots a game the way you would with a Gordon Hayward or a Terry Rozier, but nonetheless... 
even in a season that was shortened, even in one where he had injuries that limited him to only 48 games on the floor, he had 20 games where he took eight or more shots. The number of possessions in an NBA game, the shorter shot clock, the quicker decisions, it just leads itself to if you're on the floor for a while, you're going to end up taking more shots if you're the kind of offensive threat that the Hornets are hoping Kai Jones will be. So compare that two years. He took eight shots in a total of five games at Texas. Cody Zeller last year as the on again, off again, but for the most part starting center for the Hornets. He had 20 games with eight or more shots. So when you look at Kai Jones statistics, you look at relatively speaking for a first round pick, maybe a lack of production in points per game and rebounds per game. That's why he was not tasked with taking a lot of shots very often. He was extremely productive in terms of his efficiency finishing at the rim. How could you not be with the kind of skill set that he has? He was able to get to the line at a decent pace when he was given the minutes and opportunities. And again, he can shoot the three a little bit. So there is a lot to like here. I'm going to be very excited to see when he gets to summer league and he's going to be given a lot of minutes, a lot of opportunities to touch and shoot the basketball what that point-per-game number looks like. We're going to see a small sample size of it at Summer League next week. We're going to see a really large sample size of it, more than likely in the G League, unless you know he goes off and has this fantastic Summer League and then has a great training camp, and then he doesn't even need the G League. But just going based off of his usage in Texas, how young he is, how long he's been playing the game, if he goes to the G League and he plays maybe half a season there or bounces back and forth on some sort of two-way contract. I'm really interested to see what his numbers look like. And I think you're going to have a lot of people in the future looking back at this draft and go, how in the heck did Kai Jones fall to 19? And how were the Hornets able to move back into the first round and get him for just such a small price? Yeah, I think, you know, maybe that overwhelming, I think the hope that that overwhelming sentiment is there certainly two or three years from now. In terms of the immediate, we talked yesterday about how James Booknight, talking with Sam Purley of Hornets.com, James Booknight is more of the polished product, more expectations that he comes in on day one. Kai Jones, there's the potential that opportunity could be there. We've talked a lot throughout this offseason about how the Hornets did not have an experienced center coming back, at least for under contract free agency, is going to play itself out. We will talk at the end of the week about who is actually you know slated on the roster and whatnot but for the moment there is a starting center spot and a backup center spot based off last year's rotation that is up for grabs that Kai Jones would be able to compete for and likely a backup power forward spot as well so there's some minutes out there I don't think it's ridiculous to think that Kai Jones could contribute because in limited minutes limited shots at Texas compared to a normal starter he still was a 9.5 rebound per game type of guy with his athleticism with his energy I don't think it's crazy to think that if he's getting 15 minutes a game with a 24 second shot clock that he can't produce eight and four eight and five per contest which would be great for the Hornets coming off the bench if that ends up being his role yeah and again I'm being very cautious with this we're always erring on the side of caution just because of how young he is and how much experience he's had obviously you go to a big school like Texas to get that experience to get that coaching unfortunately he didn't get there a whole lot and as we heard in the interview you know he's really excited to get some stability for lack of a better term, just because he's able to sit down with the coaches because whatever is in his best interest is, like he mentioned, in the team's best interest. So the fact that he's going to get coached up as much as he is able to in this offseason and it's not so much going out and winning games right away and that he can develop at his own pace is just very, very promising and very exciting to see. It certainly will be. Kai Jones, there's good reason why there's so much optimism in terms of what he could become. And the the player comparisons that we're seeing, there's some real star power potentially there. He's got to fill 
chill out a little bit. But honestly, I will be very excited to see what happens. Assuming he plays a lot in summer league, starts, is getting solid minutes, we really don't know. We really don't know what he is capable of because at Texas, even as the sixth man of the year for the Big 12, which is no minor accomplishment, he was not a guy who was playing an extraordinary number of minutes. I mean, he went north of 30 minutes in a game five times in his career. This is going to be more responsibility, more expectation. Summer League will be a good opportunity to see just what he can contribute for a Hornets team that was looking for some additional size and athleticism in the pipeline. They got it for sure here with Kai Jones. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Our thanks again to Kai Jones for joining us. Thanks to Rob Longo for both running the controls and being my guest here on the Hornets Hivecast. And a reminder, we'll continue to introduce you to the rookies throughout the rest of this week. Tomorrow, it is JT Thor, second round pick out of Auburn, one of the longest in terms of wingspan individuals I've ever met. He's going to be a lot of fun, and we will talk to him tomorrow and introduce him to you, Hornets Nation. Till next time, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.